Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 73 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob. And joining me once again today is Jim O'Kane, the godfather of the MXM community and producer of six collaborative MXM projects, including the current Bowfinger Minute. Welcome back to the show, Jim. Thanks. I'm having a great, great week this week. Thank you. Well, Rob. You, you, you made your you made your way back from from Massachusetts to to to, to Virginia, okay? Or Connecticut? No, Sorry, Texas, from Connecticut. I'm back to, yeah, from Connecticut. I'm all the way back to Texas now. So no, that I know, but uh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. in my in my story from yesterday, yes, I did. Yes. I did make it back okay, and everything turned out okay, as I can tell by the wedding ring on my finger. So. That's good. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So episode 73 begins with Sally leaving the kitchen and ends with Sally hearing some rustling in the room. Huh? So yesterday we, we ended things with uh, Sally going to the kitchen to get the two of them a glass of water. And, you know, she she seemed quite content by the end of the minute that things are going in the right direction. And she turns and is getting ready to leave the kitchen and leaves the kitchen. <laughs> That's how this, this minute begins. We get we get literally half a second of Sally leaving the kitchen. You know, so yeah. And and then we get a shot of, of Harry once again, uh sitting in bed and he is looking at these index cards or with 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 a whole bunch of separators in, in the middle. Now, do you did you notice I mean we talked yesterday about things that are behind Harry, you know, we talked about the penguins. Are those like the waddled up tissues from when she was crying? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming all that's from the, the, the earlier the night before. Yes. And, uh, although I don't, you know, as this as this thing progresses, um, and, and, and today and tomorrow, I never noticed the number of penguins that keep cropping up and Ooh, I, there's a lot. I haven't there's done a, a lot. i haven't done a penguin count but i was just thinking there's a lot of penguins in this scene that's right it's, this this minute has a lot of penguins uh, sorry uh, is it no tomorrow well, no, next minute tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll, yeah. see, we'll see a lot more this is, this is the first inkling it's like when you see the first few snowflakes before the blizzard that's right um <laughs> but it's uh and, and you know and i keep wondering um i mean we'll talk about it more tomorrow but with these penguins um my mom had a thing where uh, she had a she had a, a guest bathroom and she just put she hung like a a picture of an owl and she had a little owl like a statuette that she put on next to the sink, and I think people visited her and they thought oh she likes owls and she would get like people would send her pictures of owls and framed you know all kinds of artwork with owls so she wound up hanging them in this little guest half bathroom and it, the wall was just covered with owls. And I said, what's with the owls? She goes, I can't stop people from sending me owls. <laughs> but I was just wondering if that's that's the situation that uh, Sally finds herself it's, in. with. It's uh, the uh, owl like, snowball effect. Yeah, exactly. It's just an avalanche of uh, penguins now. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty interesting to, you know, trying to figure out. I mean, they don't mention anything in the commentary about the penguins. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. But we'll, we'll get there tomorrow. We'll talk yeah. about it. So, see, he's flipping through these index cards, you know, and it makes you wonder what it is that he's looking at. And he's, he's also looking at it at, we, we mentioned this yesterday. He's looking at it as if he's never seen it before. You know, this is something that's yeah. brand new for him. They've been friends for over a year, you know, hanging out in, in each other's house apartments 
you know, getting together. Maybe maybe they actually never hung out in their apartments. Maybe they just went out every time. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe he's never been in their, her bedroom before. And I mean, was your first thought when you saw that that it's like the equivalent of her little black book, and she has like you know Aaron and Bobby and Charlie and David, and you know, and it has like stars and things like that. Well, it's not. It's not like it's not like when Marie had it. Uh, you know, uh, months ago that we were talking about where she was you know folding the corners of of uh, index cards. You know that that yeah. someone's married. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I I never even thought about it uh, the first time I saw this when you know where that was coming from. But then then Harry, you know, Sarah, Sally comes into the room, and you see that she seems to be again on cloud nine, you know, with yeah. the and she's holding the two glasses, and then Harry looks up at her and goes, "You have all your videotapes alphabetized on index cards." And again, I, you know, it, it just baffles me that this is something he didn't know about her. He's never been to her house and watched a, a video together. Yeah. You know, it, it it's something that never came up. You know, they might have been talking somewhere. Maybe even if she came over to his house and said, oh, you know, he said, let's watch a video. And she'll be like, oh, why do you have that in this array? I keep th- I keep mine, you know, uh, alphabetized on index cards. I mean, it's something that, that would that would, you know, at some point come out. You know, over yeah, the course and, of this year. And the other thing is that it, it that hit me about dating something that, that this is so 80s because this was back when you would record things off of television. You could record, you know, like you'd That's watch, right. you'd be watching Cinemax or something like that. And you say, oh, there's uh, all the right moves. I'm going to record that. And then you write down the the counter on the, you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. whatever the, the index number was on the VCR and you'd write it down on an index card and you're right. Oh, at 3150, it's this. And at, you know, 4790, it's this. And, um, but what a, what a throwback that is now. Yes. And I, I wonder if the, you know, younger audiences would even understand it. The, yeah, pro- post- possibly. Now, I mean, I was, yeah. I was, I was 15 when this movie came out. Okay. And when I look at this scene, it brings back tons of memories for me because, you know, I'm assuming that, that anyone who knows me uh, it already assumes that even when I was a kid, I was like this when it came to movies and stuff like that. As soon as my parents, I mean, when we had cable, I would, you know, we, we got cable in 81 or 82. So again, I was, wow. I was yeah. eight when we got cable wow. and every month we would get the cable guide. And that was, I, I, would, I would always look forward, you know, at the end of the month to this cable guide to show up so that I can, you know, flip through it, see what movies are going to be on. Uh, we had HBO. We didn't have Cinemax. Yeah. You know, and so HBO was the only pay channel we had. And so I wanted to see what movies were coming out on HBO this week, this month. And I would, I would take a piece of paper and I would write down, you know, what movies I wanted to see and what when it was on for me to be able to go try and watch it. Or, uh, I mean, that was for the first few years until we got a VCR. Once we got a VCR, you know, then for me, it was a free for all. I was like, okay, this movie's on at five o'clock in the morning. Nobody's going to be up. I can record it. You know, because that's yeah. when, that's when you had to make sure that, that the TV was on the same channel, you know, in order yeah. to record yeah. it, you know? So like, you know, I'd, I'd go to bed that night and I'd say, okay, don't change the channel. Keep it on HBO or whatever it was. Yeah. And you had you to, know? yeah, it said you had to make sure it was on extended play because the, the movie was going to be over two hours. Or of you'd course. Run out of tape and... No, well, I, I did that because as a kid, I didn't have that much, that much money. You know, I would spend yeah. my money on videotapes <laughs> and I would get three or four movies on these videotapes. It was yeah. great. And, and then you I find, had, you... I had index cards like this, the, where I had my <laughs> movies written on them. 
you know, so, you know, for me, this really, this spoke to me because this yeah, is what no, I, I did. You know, I, I had, you know, I, I didn't have movies grouped uh, in, in a particular way on the videotape. It was just whatever fit, you know, yeah. it was like, okay, I had Return of the Jedi and then I had, um, yeah, 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 Monty uh, Python and the Holy Grail or something, right? Next exactly. That, like things, that was out, yeah. Exactly. Things that were just completely unrelated. Like nowadays, I would try and you know have them somewhat grouped together, you know. Yeah. But but back then, nah, not at all. Yeah. And and I did that for years. I had I had these index cards which said, you know, I I would I would uh, every time I'd get something else, and I need to realphabetize them, so I would do the list over over and over. You know, yeah. and right. and I I started typing them up also, and yeah. then and then at, at some point I think maybe in 1990 we we got like a, I I bought a word processor, you know, to be able to do like schoolwork on it. But but I really wanted it because I wanted to be able to 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 do my movie lists, you know, and I'd have them on this little screen with you know with the <laughs> with the orange uh, yeah. lettering, you know, and and the word processor actually also was had a printer built in, so like oh, I would wow. type it all in. And then I would be able to print it out. And so every few days I would, You'd you know, update change it, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> For the exactly. week of, yeah. Yeah, no, right. I, understand, I understand completely. It's, and, and it's like you'd have, if you moved around a box of, uh, you'd move around a box of tapes. And sometimes if it was, if it was hot weather or cold weather, the glue on the, on the label that was on the back of the v, VHS tape would peel off and you'd find it in the bottom of a box and you'd find one of these black spine uh, VHS tapes. And you're like, which one was this? I can't remember. <laughs> well, it's easy. It's, then it would be easy. You just pop it in to see. Yeah, you pop it in. You're like watching. It's like okay, oh, this okay, is that's it. Chud. So it must be. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know the feeling. It was a whole different world. I mean, yes. Now nowadays, I have. I mean, I'm I'm well, I'm talking to you on a computer that has, I don't know, a terabyte of, four terabytes of of uh, extra disk space and. I I've taken most of my DVDs and Blu-rays, and I I rip them and stick them on the uh, stick them on a on a drive, alphabetized. And if I want to watch it on my iPad or something like that, I just bring up the media server and you know, boom, I've got Bowfinger on my screen. Exactly. And it's it's so easy now because you you've got your own little blockbuster. You can just kind of roll down. Uh, you know, and, and scroll up where where things are. You can re watch all the behind the scenes stuff and things. Um, yeah. I still like I still like the feeling of having your own disc. You feel personally connected to it, but it's so much easier now with just being able to throw things on a on a large drive and then because you don't um, have to worry about it getting scratched. Also, on the, yeah, exactly. sometimes you'd have yeah. a disc that got scratched, and you're like, oh great, yeah, you know, yeah. It keeps it keeps uh, I, getting you know, it doesn't work I, as well. Yeah, I know that in a house that I owned in Pennsylvania, my do my daughter's uh, friend came over and she had gotten a copy of uh, Hercules, the you know the cartoon, the Disney cartoon. Oh, I thought you were and, talking about the uh, Hercules in New York with uh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, That's no, what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, no, she no, she was watching the the Disney film and um, she go to the distance, she, go to the distance, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> she took the, she took the um, she took the DVD out of her. This she was about I don't know twelve years old. She took the DVD out of her thing to put it in. Uh, my my daughter had a computer and she was gonna she was gonna watch it on on their on their set, and so she took it out and it fell out of her hand, 
and it fell down a register in the floor for the uh, central air conditioning. And so somewhere in the ductwork is a copy, is this DVD copy of Hercules. I bought her a new copy because I think <laughs> she loves. But somewhere, somewhere in the house in Pennsylvania, and you know, years from now when they redo the central heating, they're going to find an old DVD of Hercules and say, "How did this get here?" But uh, that's you know, some of the downsides of having uh, those damn O'Kanes. <laughs> damn you, oh, Jim O'Kane! It'll, it'll be a collector's <laughs> item by then. You know, a hundred years from now, they'll say, hey, "Look at this! It's an ancient." Uh, some kind of uh, scribe did this. Yes. So, um, but uh, yeah, those those were the days. And here here we are. It's a whole it's a whole section of script about uh, a, a giving us a little piece of the mind of Sally. Yes. Uh, how she, yes. How she Which the world. it makes so much sense that Sally would do this. You know. It, yeah. It, you know, it's you know we've talked about the fact that that you know the fact that last week Sally was just throwing tissues around the room is something you wouldn't expect Sally to do. But which which goes to show how distraught she was. Yeah. You know, because you'd think that she would be the type of person who would throw a tissue on the floor and then immediately say to herself, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that and pick it up and then, you know, make a pile of them in order to be able to throw them away or or straight to the garbage, you know, either way. Yeah. And, and so Harry makes this comment about the fact that she has all of her videotapes out that does in index cards. She gives him the cup of the glass of water. He says, thank you. And then she says to him, do you want to watch something? And <laughs> you think that Harry is looking for some sort of distraction. That would actually be the greatest response for him to say, okay, <laughs> let's, sure, let's watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't do that. <laughs> what he says instead is he goes, no, nah, not unless you do. And she goes, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> And then she 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 uh, quickly gets undressed and slips under the covers again. You know, and yeah. you know Harry is still feeling very uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> and she gets very close to him and she puts her hand on his chest as she's doing that. Now, I, I did a little bit of research on this. What do you think the percentage of people uh, in America that that sleep without clothes on? Well, it's above it's above zero percent. Um, I would well, because with... Sally does it, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and and we're talking about on a regular basis, not in on a regular, yeah, not just yeah. You know. Um, uh, I would go with twenty-two percent. How many people do you think in America? What percentage of people in America? Not how many people. That would be <laughs> that would be astronomical numbers. How what percentage yeah. of people do you think sleep partially closed? Right. Partially closed. Partially like closed. they're wearing they're either wearing a shirt or a pair of pants or something. Yeah. I'll go with well, let's see. I think the people sleep on the nude is about twenty two percent. I'm gonna go I'm gonna double that. I'd say forty four percent sleep with some form of clothes, like partially closed. Right. Maybe just like uh, boxers or, or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what percent do you think uh sleep fully closed? I'll go with thirty three percent. That'll give me uh, uh thirty four percent. That'll give me a hundred percent there. Okay, and, so and then, so you're saying twenty two are the percentage of people who sleep with with no clothes whatsoever. No clothes are say twenty two percent. Okay, so so people who according to the survey that was done, so seventeen percent of Americans sleep with uh, sleep in the nude. Oh, it's so pretty close. Okay, you're I'm... close. You're close on that one. Um, fully closed is thirty one percent. Ooh. 
See, you're you're you're, you're very close there. You're, you're, apparently, yeah. you know what people wear when they go to sleep, Jim. I I'm just, <laughs> and I'm, I did I did not Google this. I just this is a, a guess. Okay, but and, wow. And the majority of Americans sleep partially closed, so that's fifty two percent. Fifty two. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So the, the number's a little bit higher than what you thought, but uh, yeah. But yeah. That that I mean, I I find it really fascinating to that that someone actually did a survey about this. <laughs> I. I have a friend who passed away several years ago, but she had told me that she used to sleep in the nude. She was in Cal she lived in California and then uh, an earthquake hit. And ever since then, she would go to bed fully clothed, including socks. <laughs> she said she, she ran out of the house. Uh... She ran out of the house and she had grabbed like, I, I don't even think it was a, it was like a towel or anything. I think she grabbed something like a dish towel or something to cover herself because she was trying to get away from the building was shaking. And she, I mean, I don't know what she, she, she said she was just outside with way too little to cover herself. But ever since then she had, uh, she had gone to bed fully dressed with socks every night. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, I, I hope there were no kids around when she, when she ran outside. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or like, maybe for the kids, it would have been a nice. Uh, you well, know. I, I, I would. Oh, I guess twenty-two percent. Was it seventy percent of her neighbors? Seventeen of her neighbors were in the same situation. I would 17%, guess. Seventeen percent. That's true. One in six. Yeah. Wow. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I. Uh, I don't know. I'm a. Uh, I'm a t-shirt and shorts guy because we have. We have dogs that you know. They we have an older dog that barks and wants to go outside in the middle of the night. So I I usually just wear uh, like gym shorts and a t-shirt to bed. So I'm I'm not in I'm not in the seventeen percent. Yeah, I I, I, I do that also. I wear the, I wear shorts and a t-shirt. It, it doesn't matter. It can be yeah. winter, summer. It doesn't matter. I'll yeah, I wear shorts just, and a t-shirt. Yeah. Just something my, that my I can family throw on can't a understand how in the winter I walk around in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> or, our youngest is like that. She lives up in northern Massachusetts, and it could be five degrees out, and she'll be out there in flip-flops and shorts. So it's like, I don't get that at all, but she's just tough stuff. Um, yeah, people people at yeah, work, I, I, walk, I, I don't own any long-sleeve shirts. So even if I'm wearing a short-sleeve shirt and I walk around you know, in the office with it, so people will say to me, how can you walk around? It's so cold. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, but there's heat on. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's room temperature is this. It's not out. We're not outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't know. Wow. Don't know. But um, yeah. So, what percentage of of we'll just we'll just go into some other things about sleeping. So, what percentage of Americans do you think sleep listening to music? Hmm. I would think that would be pretty high. I would think something like thirty percent. 35% even. 19. 19 oh, okay. Wow. Right. And, uh, you know, what percentage do you think use uh, prescription drugs in order for them to, to fall asleep? Uh, probably higher than I would imagine. I'm, I would may, maybe, uh, I'm going to say 25%, but it might be even higher than that. No, it's only 6%. Oh, actually. great. Well, that's good news. Hooray. Yeah. And what percent do you think use sound machines to, to fall asleep? I'll go with. I think it's small, probably like 5%. Nine. Nine, okay. Huh. 9%. Okay, and and what percent do you think wear earplugs to sleep? Ooh, earplugs, interesting. Um, I didn't know people Because did their it. spouse snores probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, know. CPAP stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'd say probably another 9%. 
Uh, 3%. 3%. 3%. Okay. With well, my, 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 my wife has a CPAP machine, which is, it's like going to bed with Darth Vader, but it's, she has, it's a white noise. that's really nice. It's very, it's very comforting. Maybe that's like a sound <laughs> machine, but yeah. Okay. Well, how many, no, that is, I think a sound machine, sound machine is something else. Sound machine is probably, I, I think listening to like white noise so, type of thing like, or yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Wait. So, and, and what percent, uh, use sleep masks. So, oh, well, like the, over the no, eyes. Sleep masks. That's this mess over the eyes. Yeah, over the eyes. Um, I'll go with I'll go with ten percent. Five percent. Five percent. Okay. Huh. Yeah. The stuff you learn on this so, show. Wow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And what okay, we'll, we'll we'll continue with some other interesting stuff. What percentage of people do you think wake up uh, at least one or more times uh, during an average night? Um if they're over fifty, I'd say more than one. Uh I let's see. I I'll bet it's something like forty percent. 64 percent 64 wow that's right uh, there's there's 36 percent people sleep through the night and 64 percent uh wake up uh, at least once if not more wow that's why you're supposed to go to the bathroom right before you go to sleep. yeah don't don't drink yes. after eight o'clock at night just uh, don't have any you could do, and that that too yeah. also, that, that that makes uh okay and what about uh okay what percentage of people do you think sleep on their sides Mm, I'm guessing that's going to be a majority of like 65%. Wow. You got that one right on. Really? On wow. Inside. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what percentage sleep on their backs? Uh, I can't, I can't imagine it would be that. The same people that wake other, wake their partners up sleep. Uh, I'd go with uh, 15%. 20, 20%. 20%. Okay. Yeah. And the remaining 15% sleep on their stomach. Wow. I can't imagine that. I'm not a, I'm not yeah, a stomach I, sleeper. I'm a side sleeper. I can't sleep on it. Um, I'm actually a back sleeper. Okay. But, a, uh, are you a snorer? Yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm told I am. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't get, bother me. got to get that checked out, Rob. That's a <laughs> important thing. Wow. But it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm a, I, I, have to have a, I have to have a pillow between my knees. If my knees bang together, I, it wakes me up. So I usually I usually have a pillow oh, wow. between – but it's a, like a small pillow, like like for a sofa. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about dreams a little bit. What so what percentage of people do you think uh are are never able to recall their dreams? Mm-hmm. It's probably bigger than I would imagine. I'm going to And I'm saying never. I'm saying never. Never not, ever. Not, okay. I'm yeah. going to go with 8%. 9. Very Nine. close. Okay. Very close. And what percent of people always remember their their dreams? I'm going to go with 30%. 4%. 4%? Really? Wow. 4% always always oh okay that's 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 the that's key surprising word. to me I, I always remember dreams my uh, okay so you're 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 in the uh the four percent there and what percentage do you think often remember okay i'm gonna go higher well not that high but maybe 15 percent. 20 okay i should have gone higher okay cool. and then and then you have sometimes what percentage do you think sometimes remember another 20 percent. 47 percent sometimes okay. And then twenty percent are rarely. Huh. So yeah, I mean that's it's some interesting uh, statistics here. Yeah. That uh, you know. And so basically, you know, Sally slips into bed, gets closer to to Harry. Harry is you know still still in shock. You know, even going through Sally's uh, movie collection doesn't doesn't take him out of that stupor. You know, he's still shocked about everything that's been going on. And then she says to him, okay, do, do you want to go to sleep? 
And <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> now, what, what I love about this is that we see these two characters who who have had so such great chemistry throughout the entire movie. And they put them in a situation where neither of them really has much of a clue in how they're supposed to act in a situation like this together. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Harry knows how to act when, you know, when, when he is post sex, you know, he, oh, I gotta go clean my andirons and, or whatever it is. And yeah. he leaves. But, but because it's Sally, he knows he can't do that. Yeah. That's right. And I think part of him doesn't want to do that. He's, I think he's, he's in a little bit of, of a, a, a fight within himself. Yeah. It's a as to how he should act here. It's, He's, you know, he likes her and he he cares about her, but he doesn't want to hurt her. But he doesn't want to be in this situation. But <laughs> exactly terrifying. <laughs> yes, ter- terrifying for Harry. For Harry. And then, uh, you know, when when he says that that they should that that they should go to sleep, so she moves over and makes herself comfortable. You know, on on this, you know, on the other pillow. She's no longer lying on him. And, you know, she has a nice smile on her face. He's still a little bit shocked. And then it fades to black. You know, they, they've fallen asleep. Yeah. And then the the lights more or less come back on. And we see she's she's a side sleeper. There we go. <laughs> she's really digging into that pillow with her head. And she has her arm underneath the other pillow, which would probably be really uncomfortable if Harry was still sleeping there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for both of them, not just not just for her. And where's her other arm? That's always that. That's always that side sleeper problem. It's like you got the one arm yeah. on top, and then where do you put the other arm? <laughs> well, you, no, she moves her yeah. hand. Yeah, you you see it under the covers a little bit. You know, and then she opens up her eyes as she's hearing some sounds, like rustling sounds. And I mean, I love how they start playing a little bit of music here. You know, it helps us get a little bit into the into the mood of it's it's morning. Yeah. It's time to get up. <laughs> so that that works really well. And that's how the, the minute ends. We we won't find out what, what Sally is hearing and what she sees. We're gonna we have to wait till tomorrow to find that out. Yeah, but it is ending with the well this I mean, this is a typical what happened what happened to my boyfriend thing where it, the I, I think of this as the missing man formation. It's like where where did he go? So um, it, yeah, it's. I mean, this is this is a trope that's in a lot of movies, but it's it it signals to the audience what's what's coming up for the the drama to come. Right, but I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. But but that that trump that that trope is a little different because you know he actually is still there. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not quite gone yet. She's caught him in the in in the middle the middle of things. Right. Well, we'll we'll get a little bit more into yeah. that tomorrow because I. I you know, I'm sure we both have something to say about that. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, this minute before we get into the script? No, I just I keep looking at those '80s those '80s sheets she has. They're so busy. It's like, it's just <laughs> wow. You know, everything everything nowadays is kind of simple. They go for I mean, everybody seems to be going for solids and stuff. And just seeing all that that paisley everything happening, it just that would keep me awake at night if the lights were on. But it's, well, it's a good thing it's not your house. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could afford a spacious Manhattan apartment like that anyway. So <laughs> maybe you can afford it in 1988. Mm. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
not in 2023, no, but in no. 1998, possibly. 1988, possibly. Wow. So, okay, so the script starts off with, it says, Harry is sitting up in bed with the lights on, looking through a box of index cards. Sally gets into bed next to him. Harry looks up from the box and says, you know, you can know someone a long time, but until you go to bed with them, you don't really know that they have all their videotapes alphabetized and on index cards. And then Sally hands him the water. He says, thank you. And then it says, a silence while Harry desultory goes through the box. Desultory? Dis- really? What, yeah. what the hell is that word? Just, you, uh, it, it, uh, randomly? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, he's just doing Or is it, it thoroughly? It's thorough. It, it's thorough. It's kind of like uh, A to B to C. It's just he's, he's going through it in a routine manner. He's not like excitedly going through it. Mm, okay. All right. And then it says, unbelievably awkward for both of them. <laughs> and then it says, every sound is louder than it actually is. The riffle of the index cards. Sally taking a gulp of water. Harry rearranging his pillow. And then she asks him if he wants to watch something. And he says, no. And then she says, no, that's okay. And then Sally goes, so do you want to go to sleep? And then he says, sure. They turn off the lights, and then it, then they have they continue their conversation. And then Sally says, are you comfortable? Sure. It's a very hard mattress. I like hard mattresses. Do you want to turn off the lights? Sure. Harry flips off the light. Good night, Harry. Good night, Sally. Harry closes his eyes. And then, uh, you know, it says Sally's eyes are still open, and then she closes them, and then Harry opens his eyes. And then it holds on both of them lying there in bed. And then it says, uh, the middle of the night, Sally fast asleep, Harry wide awake, staring at the digital clock, which is 4.06 a.m. And then it says, uh, almost dawn, Sally in bed asleep. The clock now says 5.59 a.m. It clicks to 6 a.m. And Sally wakes up. Good morning, campers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's cold out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wow. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that they changed it. I, I, I mean, I like what they have in the script. I, you know, I, I, in in all of my shows, I like going through the script and I enjoy many of the things that are in the script. But in general, they do they did the right decisions. You know, uh, making the cuts. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, yeah. No, even even though even though the stuff in in the script isn't terrible. No. How, you know, it, it adds something. How long? I, I I didn't listen to the commentary, but how long? Was uh, Rob Reiner working on this screenplay and Billy Crystal? How 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 long had they been working on this beforehand? It was it years? Was it? Um, I I don't remember what the, what they said about it. I mean the the copy of the screenplay that I have actually has all the dates on it. You know, it has like twenty different dates that were that were used to uh, you know that that you know every time they had revisions, so so they would have it on there. So I mean, if you if you look at this, so the script, okay, it's a script screenplay by Nora Ephron, Rob Reiner, and Andrew Scheinman. Okay, the first copy is actually the, this is very interesting. Uh, first of all, it's it, the first date on here is August third, nineteen eighty eight, and the final one, which is known as the pink copy, is on August twenty third. So it's only twenty days later. Wow. So so I don't know how how long it took them to actually write the whole thing. But you yeah, know, when I, they were I, going I, through the revisions, I mean, they have, they have three, six, nine, they have 12 revisions on this that are listed on this, uh, wow. this copy 
and in just in you. just three weeks, basically, that's a that's a lot of work. Um, but I was just wondering if like the treatment and stuff. One of the things I was thinking about with um, with uh, Rob Reiner doing this um, in the '80s, he would probably have a lot of things taped because uh, in Hollywood they had the Z Channel at the time, which was one of the earliest. Um, it's kind of like the Criterion Collection of movies. They show movies that you didn't see on HBO. So I would think Rob Reiner and people he hung out with would be big on copying a lot of tapes off of the Z channel just to just to capture these rarities uh, onto tape and they could watch them anytime. So this would I was just I was just wondering about the significance of having the box, even though it it, it is part of Sally's um, it's part of her personality. But I would think some of the things that would that would push it between like Nora Ephraim and Rob Reiner. They, they lived in the Hollywood Hills and that's, that's what you did up right. back then. That's right. I have, I have a friend who, who grew up in, in Hollywood in the sixties uh, and seventies. And he would always tell me that they, they had this channel where they could watch like all the Oscar movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, before, I mean, people had to wait years for it to come out on TV, but you know, before the Oscars, they were able to watch all those movies again. Yeah, you know, um, they had they had these video copies of them. You know, there's a there's a great, I think it's on Hulu. I may be wrong. Um, there's a great documentary called Magnificent Obsession, and it's about the history of the Z Channel, and um, it was directed by, oh gosh, somebody famous. Oh, I think it's John Cass, John Cassavetti's daughter, who grew up like oh, you wow. said. She she grew up in the Hollywood Hills and watched this, and she did. I think it's on Hulu. It's called Magnificent Obsession. The Z channel. I should really prepare for these things before we have a, we have a show. But it's called Magnificent Obsession, and it's I think it's on. I think it was on Hulu. How can you prepare if you didn't know that we were going to talk about that? I these know? things come up. I should be prepared. I should know. This is again. Right. So it's called it's, it's called it's called Z Channel of uh, Magnificent Ma- Obsession, Magnificent and it's from it, it's from like yeah, uh, it's, like it's from two thousand four. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's on it's it's on a bunch of different streaming services. I'm sure if you go to justwatch.com, it's, it's probably somewhere playing. But it has an interesting it has an interesting history of uh, there's some criminal elements and some copyright violations and all kinds of trouble. But the, the Z channel became like you were an A-lister if you had that in your house in the Hollywood Hills because it was. I mean, this is very early during the cable age. This is like when HBO was first starting out. And they had a, if I remember correctly, they had a, uh, they had like a slider that you'd put on top of your cable. It was a cable box and the slider went from A to Z. So this was all the way over to the right and not everybody had the Z channel, uh, in their neighborhood. So the day that your, your neighborhood got, uh, the cable service that had the Z channel, you knew you had, you had made it because it, oh, wow. it, it, you're you know bigger than Beverly Hills. That's really cool. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be searching. I'm going to be looking for this movie now. Oh, well <laughs> worth watching. Yeah, keep, <laughs> just keep an just eye out, index it and put it in a keep cart. an eye out yeah. for for a review of this movie at some point. <laughs> the Z awesome. Channel, a magnificent yeah. obsession. Mm. Yeah, great documentary. I, I I didn't know much about the Z Channel, but after I watched that, and I remember, and I remembered seeing that it was a, a Cassavetes that did it, and uh, she grew, she basically grew up with it, so she knew. You know, this was the kind of the prestige thing to have in your house. If you had Z Channel, people would come over to your house and say, "Can I watch it this weekend?" Because we don't have it in the hills. And so, right. So um, it debuted in 1974. The Z Channel. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know, right there at the the dawn of uh, cable uh, movie services. Yeah, seriously. All right, very cool. So 
Every um, Wednesday, we have a segment called Harry Burns Hump Day, where my guests will give their top five Billy Crystal performances. So, Jim, what have you got for us? Well, um, you know, I, I actually, when Harry Met Sally is kind of one of my, it's it's one of my Billy Crystal ones, because I think he does a great, magnificent job in that you really feel, I mean, he carries this whole movie. It's, it's he, he and uh, the four, the four main characters, um, uh, Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher and, and, and Meg Ryan, they, they each are like, you know, they, they're each holding a pole on this thing, carrying, carrying the whole movie. And he does a really good job with his, his uh, handle on, the, on his part of the pole. So uh, I would put this as, as one of them. That number um, where number five, you're saying? I would put that. Let me see. Yeah. I think I'd put that at number five. Um, I, uh, I'd say after that, I would put Throw Mama from the Train. I thought he did a great job with uh, Danny DeVito. I mean, it's a, a a remake of a of Hitch of Hitchcock. You know, it's it's the idea that you do you do a murder for me and I'll do a murder for you. Only he never agreed to that. So it's a it's a comedy. It's a very yep. dark. But I, I I put that as number four is Throw Mama from the Train. Um, I did like him in Analyze This. I know the the sequels analyze that I don't think was as strong, but analyze this. I thought he did a great, it, similar to uh, the Sopranos kind of a thing where he's uh therapist to the mob. And he, uh, not only is he doing a great job at underplaying what he's stuck with, but it's, um, it's also, you, you also get to see Robert De Niro playing a caricature of Robert yes. De Niro. <laughs> um, it's very, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun seeing him uh, overdoing it. Um, let's see, number, number two, I would put as, uh, I'm sure everybody else said the same thing as Princess Bride. Uh, Princess Bride is an unforgettable role for him. Um, and my, my favorite Billy Crystal, and I don't know, I mean, people kind of, I don't think notice him, but I think my favorite Billy Crystal performance is the, uh, the job that he does. It's a cameo as a mime in uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, my favorite, my favorite line. He's a mime, but he's also um, he's also a food service uh, director, and uh, he's doing the he's doing catering for uh, Spinal Tap, and he he's snapping his fingers at Fran Drescher and saying, "Come on, come on, mime is money, mime is money," <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just a beautiful little scene with him. And I, it, I've seen Spinal Tap, I don't know how many hundreds of times, but every time I see that scene where he's not time, mime is money. I, it cracks me up every single time, and uh, I, I, that's my favorite performance. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so there's my that's right. my five. Thank you very much for that, Jim. Do you want to once again tell people how they can find uh, Jim O'Kane? The fastest way to look at my stuff is uh, jimokane.com, J-I-M-O-K-A-N-E.com, and you can visit all my uh, <laughs> all my misadventures in podcasting and uh, web work and video stuff, and just that's where I kind of everything gets that that's my junk drawer of everything I've done. So go to jimokane.com and uh, and you can catch up on my whole uh, oeuvre, as they say in the uh, uh, French cinema book. All right, great. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. And you can find me on Facebook. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. Uh, I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you